This is what this is my high tech. Cause I can't figure out how to lay it in later. Let's it's Billy Wayne Davis, everybody. Hey. It's he's literally holding his I mean, you can do everything with an iPhone now, so I mean Is there a way to lay it in? But if I lay it I'm in I'm sure. But see I wouldn't be able to talk over it. See, I like being able to talk over the Well, I think I know there's a way to do it because they Do you we, know how to do it? No. No. I didn't I never on wanted a, to be a producer. On a scale of zero to ten, technologically, what's your where's your acumen at? I would say between five and six. Well, that's a narrow little margin. <laughs> I almost went. I know. I know. I almost went seven, Usually and then I was like, you, you know, give what, yourself I'm just, another whole number in between there. No, I went five and six because I almost went seven. I was like, that's still leaning too far up. Like For people, me too. yeah. Although I just fixed the printer. It kept saying printer not connected, so I figured out how to do that here at my house. I uh, could you do that if your yeah. laptop said printer not connected? Yeah, I could figure that out. You could? Yes. Because there's there's so many. I mean, there's so many tutorials. And but where do you ceiling out then? Like, so for me, editing. Oh, that's a nightmare. That reminds me, I still need to pay this editor. Okay. <laughs> so glad you said that. I'm gonna do that this afternoon. But. Editing, any kind of laying in when someone goes, well, I can go back and do that later. I'm like, well, I can't do that. Like, there's nothing I can't. There's nothing I can go back and do later. People ask, do you edit the podcast? I wish. Why would you edit a podcast? Well, you know, sometimes I want to be able to fix volumes or levels or shit. And someone was like, you can just put that right through. Blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't fucking. Know well, I think. Is. Well, I think that's just like a mental block for you, where it's like they have software. Literally, all you have to do is point and click, and it'll just clean it all up. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you say a lot with confidence. That's I, all you got to do. Yeah, like, like someone's like, you should make a like a GIF, and I'm like, I don't, how the fuck? No, I could you make one of those? Yeah, because there's like, I know there are programs because I looked it up like literally two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, all you got to do is like type in stuff. But okay. I compare that stuff now to. I like how you're, you're, you, both of your solutions is just type in stuff. Because that's the solution. At that this is point. it, right? It really is. It's type in stuff. Because there's programs for it. And it's okay. Here's the comparison I make because it made me realize like we own a, our home now. So you just can't, you know, call the landlord. Right. You're the landlord. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually enjoy fixing stuff. And for a while, I just didn't think I had that ability. Uh But then, and I was telling my sister this, and she got a real kick out of it. I was like, I started thinking about who we went to high school with that works construction and does that stuff. And then I realized, like, most of them are not intelligent people. So it can't be that difficult. And then I dropped that block and just started reading about it. I was like, none of this is that hard. Really? It is not hard. You just, it's patience. What have you fixed? What have you, like, now, now that, I built. Now, I built a workshop. Hold on one second. I built a workbench. But you, so you, you didn't actually build something to use. You built something to build things. Yes, and then I've, I mean, mean I built, built a, a workbench. I built a workbench. I built the table. Mm-hmm. I put the, and it's got a hidden compartment in it. You built a hidden compartment? Yeah, oh, it's like literally my pride and joy. And like, it's not How a good- How many people do you show it to when they come Every over? Every fucking one of them. <laughs> Every one of them. Because it's not over. a good hidden compartment. I mean, it's a good hidden compartment, right. but it's not because I show everyone what I did. Right, you're, but you're not fooling the police with a hidden compartment. Like, 
would they find it? Like if you, if somebody got killed at your house and you needed to hide oh. a weapon, would you hide it in that in that hidden compartment? Mm. No, because you could if you if you were looking for something like that. Yeah, you would be able to tell real quick because there's certain hinges and stuff that are showing. If you, it's sloppy. When you, when <laughs> when you. When you're, it still impresses my comedian friends though. Yeah, I'm just super like, impressed. Wow, already. you did that with wood. I've never, I've like what? Do people ask you what type of wood? No, no. no. Every now and then one will, and I'm like, I don't know. Is it? Is if because if if I ask you what type of wood, do you think that implies that I know what I'm doing, or I'm just trying to pretend like I know what I'm doing? It depends. Well, you, I would be like, you're pretending. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but what is it but, about me that you don't think that I? In that garage right now is the workshop of all workshops, right? Through that, the Velcro that is on your prefab cabinets. Yeah. Tells me to believe, leads me to believe that. That was a failed project. Mm -hmm. And you just, and you still haven't pulled the Velcro off. No, it's hard to get off there. I know. I glued it on there. It's not hard. Well, I glued it on there. It just, yeah. So it may, I would, I don't want to rip any of this stuff off. Yeah. I think it, I realized that I that like you picked puzzles, that, you, that you and that's to, what a you lot picked of that up right away. You yeah, just, really, yeah, yeah. It's you think it's kind of glaring. No, but I was looking for it. You know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we first moved in here, so this was all carpet. Why? I, yes. Why do people? I think carpet in the seventies was the way to go. I think. What do you mean? Yes, maybe, but I think it's like it's like it may be the same person that sells those giant Ferris wheels now, because every city has a giant Ferris wheel, and like whoever that salesman is must have been selling carpet in the seventies. Yeah, but here's the deal with that giant Ferris wheel: you're really limited to the amount you're going to sell in your lifetime. Yeah, but I think the commission's pretty good. You think it is? Yeah. You think it's like a Ferrari? You really need to just sell one a year? Well, like Atlanta has one now. Seattle has one now. Seattle has always had one. The one no. out by the Space Needle? No. There's a huge one on the piers. On In one... Seattle? Yes. What piers? The, that, the. Oh, down by, the... really? Yes. I know. Why? I don't. That's why I'm saying whoever this salesman is is impressive. Because yeah, because you're selling that Ferris wheel for three months a year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no, it. it's it, you. It's like Mm-mm. don't you don't get on a fucking Ferris wheel. When but it's, it's not open air. You're huh? in a, you're in like one of those little bubble things. It's terrifying. You're in like a hamster bubble. It's Thirty bucks to get on it too. Wait, I don't understand. So you're you're <laughs> in an enclosed dome mm-hmm. on a Ferris wheel. What else is in the dome? Just you and whatever dumb girl that you Wait, tricked into getting. There's get on no, there. there's nothing else in the dome. Just a Ferris wheel. It's not like a park, an amusement park. I think it may be on the end of one of those those piers where it's like there's like ski ball and all that. It's like a tourist trap next to the ferries. Really? Yeah, I've never seen that. It's. I mean, I would say in the last three or four years, it's been there. What you know? I have to tell you, I was never a Ferris wheel guy. No, it's I was terrifying. never a Ferris. No, I, yeah, no. I don't like the, and I don't like to stop at the top. Like I don't, I'm not. Oh, a, I don't and like this heights. one's huge. I, I'm, I'm, it's height, huge. Heights is one of my things. I don't like them either. You seen those videos? Those and snakes. If oh, you put me uh, on a fucking with a snake skyscraper on it with a snake, I'd just pass out from fear, and that's how I die. <laughs> that's how. Yeah. Did you? Uh, you shouldn't have told me that about snakes. I've been known to carry a, a rubber snake in my car just to fuck with that you. That doesn't bother me. Even if I threw it on you? 
No, because if you threw a snake on me, I knew, I know it wouldn't. Right, you know that there isn't a flying snake in Sherman Oaks. Well, and I knew, I know that you're not carrying a snake in your hand that's going to truly hurt me. It might bite, but I'm more I, scared of like venomous. Like, yeah. When I did that show, the after show for Naked and Afraid, right? So yeah. we, it was fascinating because we talked to all the people who came on the show. All the idiots. Yes. <laughs> but we also talked to the producers. And so I said to one of the producers, aren't you scared about walking through the woods and That's get, what in the jungle and getting, and, getting, and getting bit by a snake? He goes, no, I never go third. I go, what does that mean? He goes, oh, the, you know you never go third, right? Oh, because the first one wakes it up, the second one agitates it, and the third one gets bit. Yeah. That makes sense. And I go, who goes third? He goes, the new guy. That's, That's so the guy who doesn't know. That's so <laughs> smart. Yeah, so he says, when you're, when you're in line like that, right, the first guy has the most and the least amount of risk. Most meaning, look, if you step directly on it, it's gonna get. It's gonna get you. But if you're careful going first, you're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but it's a third, maybe fourth, but somewhere in that number. Like the deeper you go, you're all right mm-hmm. because it's either been scared and slithered away, or it's not close enough, or it's struck and then bounced. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you go deep in line, you're good. Now deep in line, but that's what I asked. I might go. So the, the stories. Mm. The stories, by the way. And I asked him, and my buddy who's done a bunch of tours in Iraq, he said this about Iraq, which is what one of the producers said about one of the jungle ones. He said, forget the hunger, forget the thirst, forget the heat. Try to get your mind to wrap itself around that you are going to have bugs on you all the time. My buddy in Iraq said, "You, there's so many flies. Mm-hmm. He was like, it... You start to go fucking crazy, and you start to go crazy. He says, and you know, you're invited by you know people in villages to come eat, and you don't want to be rude. And they're just out there, you know, cooking food with just hundreds of flies on the food you're about to because eat. Because they have to, because there's not many other things to, you know, whatever flies do. No. And there's a million of them, and they said the guys, the Iraqis, are just used to it. They yeah. don't even fucking swat them away anymore. Dude, when there is, if you, if there is a fly that lands on your arm, it, can you possibly get to it fast enough? I mean, you. No. Fucking right. Just constant. Constant. Or that just that feeling. Oh my god. That little feeling of a fly on you, just constantly. Are you good at? at like, if you feel something on your face, are you cognizant enough not to slap yourself in the head real fast? Or can you go up, or, or do you just go up too quickly and catch yourself? No, you, I won't hit myself. Because I grew up on a cattle farm. Oh, yeah, I panic. So that doesn't, because there's a lot of a lot of bugs and stuff on a cattle farm. Yeah. So You grew up on a cattle farm? My grandpa lived uh, like half a mile from our house, so he had a cattle farm. How many people in the town you grew up in? Say the town, I don't know, not that many, but the county is a pretty big county. So yeah. there's like probably, I'd say more thirty to fifty thousand. You're what? What is the county? Cumberland County, Tennessee. I I so, got arrested, not arrested, but I got in trouble for stealing from Cumberland Farms stores in Massachusetts. That's where I got. Oh, I got there's it. a lot of Cumber. I, I think that guy was pretty the Cumberland guy. The Cumberland guy. Yeah, I think he was. He did a lot of. He did a lot of good work. I don't know, but 
<laughs> I don't know if it was like a lot of good work or he was just like good at like, hey, yeah. we're going to name this after me. Cumberland Farms. Dude, how did you leave your town and your small with a such Ford a kind Bronco of too. progressive brain? My parents are both teachers. And yeah. as I get older, I'm more and more impressed with their with how they raised three progressive thinking children. Are they progressive thinking or for our town? For your town? That's another thing I realize when I go back to it because my mom will say stuff and be like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, okay, that's still pretty. <laughs> she still has to live here. How many? Like, like when I lived in Seattle, uh, her name is Storm. So uh, she went to a WNBA game. Yeah. The Seattle Storm. Yeah. God, she loved that. Like, hey, your mom's name is Storm? Mm hmm. That's kind of hippy dippy. Yeah, I don't understand it either because my grandma's not hippy dippy at all. Um, well, her name your... is Jennifer Storm. That was oh, her given name, Jennifer Storm. So, but she went by Storm because she's pretty cool. Um, and do you does does she have a brother named Colossus or Wolverine or Rusty? Rusty. Royal Russell is his name. God bless him. Storm and Rusty. And then Molly is their youngest sister, Molly Ann. I gotta tell you, if you were like a my name is Billy Wayne. I'm named after my two grandfathers. And Billy it, Wayne couldn't get much more Southern. Oh, yeah. It does not help with the perception of what people are about to see when they see me. Like, early on in my career, people would leave very angry, being like, he is not what I thought he was going to be. Listen, I read- Bookers, even, too. Yeah. I read a review of your set after you did a Sturgill, <laughs> after you opened for Sturgill downtown. That's my favorite review of all time, if it's the one I- now, you opened for Sturgill Simpson for a full year. Yeah, it was yeah, it was the fall of 2015. Okay. Much, yeah. And by the way, uh, I I've opened for musicians before. It's really fucking hard. It's I've I literally used everything I've ever learned on that tour. Really hard because they are 100% not there to see you. Not only are they not there Even to see you. Even if they know what's about to happen. Yes. They don't give a shit. No, because... And they didn't know. No. Especially with my name. No. Mm -mm. You could have been a dude coming out with just a fiddle. Most people. And that a lot of it, like, it would take about five or ten minutes. Like, if they were seated on those shows, like if the, the theater was seated, yeah, it was usually no problem. Wait. Now, here's a couple questions. Because I've done... I've What people have to understand is when when people are going <laughs> to see musicians, they don't give a shit about the musician opening up for them. But they really don't want to hear a comedian. Hey, shut up and listen. Yeah. yeah they they yeah. don't. That's not what they're there for. Mm -mm. That's not why they left the house. Mm -mm. Okay. I mean, and nope. so that, that's, that's ego-wise, especially when you throw something out there that you know is a fucking killer. And people are not even paying attention. They're talking to each other. That's the worst. It'd be one thing if they were booing me because then I know they're at least listening. listening. No, there was, there's one show. In, most of it went really well. Dude, I just me just prep. You crushed. I saw two shows. Oh, thank you. And I was so impressed I, at the beginning. That was the end of the tour, too, so I had it all down, I knew. And then. Oh, you I, did. I knew how to go out. and. But you also knew which jokes to put up front mm -hmm. while people were still streaming in and not listening as much, and which jokes to make sure you had at the end. Yes. Yeah. And that's trial and error is yeah. what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one show in particular where... And the band and everybody still calls it legendary, and I do not think of it as legendary. <laughs> if you know it, yeah. If you yeah. already tell what I'm talking about, like I literally it was Salt Lake City, 
at this place called The Complex, mm -hmm. and it's worse than it sounds. Mm -hmm. It's literally just, I think, old warehouses, and there was a band, there's a like a, like one of those like emo type rock bands playing in the the hall next to us. Yeah. And about the time I got, about four or five minutes before I go on, you could just start hearing them play. And I was like, and literally during sound check, I told the sound guy, I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, this is not gonna go well for me. <laughs> And that, that it was empty, and he, he was like, "Did he give you the pep talk? No, it's gonna be fine, man. He was like, you're gonna do great." No, because he knew enough. Like it was later in the tour, so we knew each other, and he just he gave me that confused look. He's like, "What do you mean?" Because I'd never said any. Right. Like I never let on that. But at that one, I was like, "This is gonna suck." The heat, the ceilings were real, real high. Uh, they had a part tough for comedy. Oh yeah, and all those improvs are like, "Let's have a 500 seat venue." Tough for like, comedy. Okay, well, let's destroy stand up. Yeah. Um, there was a partition in the middle that separated uh, the people drinking, which were like way over here, and then the the people that couldn't drink were right in front of the stage. And I I was like, why is there? Why are the fun people over there? I was like, why is it separated? And like one of the venue guys are like, oh well, these people can't drink, and this is where you go drink. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be worse than I even thought. So the non-drinkers are in front of the stage. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. There's a guy yelling, and uh, and as I go on, I have this wireless mic. Miles Miller, the the great drummer, I had him introducing me, um, and so he introduces me. I take the mic from him, and I walk on stage. And literally, I'm walking on stage, and I'm pointing at a dude, and I was like, "You need to shut the fuck up right now." That's the first thing I said. Who was it? Yeah, he was just some drunk dickhead from the mountains in Utah that was just like already. Oh. Like screaming before, like thirty minutes before the show even started. Before I, I even went up. Just was he in the drinking section or non-drinking? He he would go to the drinking section. Got dun, it. Dun, dun, yeah. And yeah. then I guess was with people that couldn't drink, and then he was their show, and then could not love me going after him more. And so it just fueled him. Oh yeah, and as soon, and I saw his eyes when I did that, and I was like, God damn it! And then I, I was contracted to do 20 i could do 30 and like as i was walking on stage i was like i am doing exactly 20 minutes and getting the fuck off this stage and then for whatever reason i don't know if they could hear me in the other room but the fucking music the band got even louder in the other room as i started doing my my stuff the drinking section i could see they were enjoying it right but i couldn't hear it oh uh, because the ceilings are so high yes those are the worst so there was no energy coming back and i was just like this is this is all the things i hate this is <laughs> and i'm just like going after this dude and then there's like other like sober people are just rednecks and yelling at me and i was just and i did like maybe two or three jokes but it was mostly just the meanest shit i could think of and some people were loving it and then I ended the set with like Salt Lake City. Most of you are really cool. There's twelve of you that really need to kill yourself. <laughs> Enjoy Sturgill. Have a great night. And I turned to walk off stage, and it was later in the tour, and the whole band and crew were standing to the side, which hadn't happened. Laughing. Oh, and they were just like they just started clapping. And I was like, "Sorry, you guys." And they're like, "That was awesome." And I was like, "No, that was." <laughs> But you it's get, funny, people outside of our profession love that. Love that. Yes, because they can't. They no. don't. They don't get to tell people. No, kill yourself. You know what's interesting is that, and I've said, I've asked people before, 
this exact question, like actors who have come on this show and I've talked to musician friends of mine and they all say, we were so envious of how you guys can just speak your mind. And I'm like, you can too. You can do that. But in the actors I've talked to are like, no, but we need to sell tickets. Well, I'm like, yeah, we do too. But their answer is, yeah, but when you speak your mind, it does sell tickets. When we speak our mind, it doesn't. It takes away tickets. Kind of. I think they're confused. I think they're actors. Yeah. No, Just, that's what I realized when I live in LA. Yeah, it's like it's different. Actors are like, you need people to write your words. Yeah, and you know what? Like we we our job is basically, if you're doing it right, is to share a little piece of yourself. Yeah. Right. So, but, but the, so the, or all of it, if you can, if, if you're you doing can, it, if yeah. you're ballsy. Yeah. You, when you open for Sturgill, and Sturgill, I'm assuming has sometimes it happens too. Like I think people don't really pay attention to his words. That's what happened with that review you were talking about. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you I pay, think I made him, I made a lot of his fans realize because they just hear that sound, yeah, that old sound, and it is a nice old town, but it's the words are very. Progress. Dippy, progressive. Yeah, talking about he's a very reptile aliens taking the fear away. Open-minded dude. Yeah. yeah. Yes, without a doubt. So, do you think uh, some of his audience just hears the sound they in hear his that. voice, wow. and they're just they're get hypnotized by that, but they're not listening to the words. Yeah, and it, and I think if anything else, they probably once they realized those words probably went back and listened to probably Merle Haggard and yeah. people like that and being like, oh shit, these guys aren't no Merle? These, these conservative no. thinking people like I thought they were. No. Not at all. No. It's because people, that, they just hear that sound. Yeah. What, what, what was the review? It's like again? women listening to rap music. It's like, oh, you're not listening to the words of this. No. You like the beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what was that review again? Tell me what the guy said. Um, Didn't he basically? I mean, he was a he's a oh I think what is the term now? White nationalist. He's a he was a fucking neo Nazi from yeah. Idaho. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, my favorite quote from it was a barrage of anti-whiteness and blasphemy. And I was like, well, he got it. He got what I was doing. <laughs> you know what I like the most about it? What One of the things he said, and correct, and I'm paraphrasing, was basically the opening act, when I heard his accent, I thought, this is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just from My name act- and my accent. Yeah, he He's was like, here psyched. we go. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, let's tune in for some comedy. And then Aaron, my girlfriend who's Jewish, pointed out too, she was like, you're also, you have blue eyes and blonde yeah, hair. So you right were like, there. you are you are the Aryan comedian hero. And let's just be honest. You're not, you know, the way you dress and when you walk out there, people mm-hmm. are like, oh yeah, the, the your cadence. I'm yep. like, oh, this dude's going to hate Jews with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm just, boom, boom. Oh. That's the here's the best part about your stand up. For no for the, for those of you who have never heard his stand up. Okay. In order to make and Cable Guy does this well too by the way. In order to make fun, you kind of have to be part of the group. Well, at least in the circle of the group. They understand that I'm not I'm not putting on my accent. You're I'm, not an elitist making fun of them. No. And I think I think a lot of it is like, and people they want to label label me liberal too, real quick. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm very quick to be like, I don't like either side. Yeah. Um. I am. If you want to label me, I am progressive. 
in that we need to progress as a human race. Yeah. That's that's what but like saying I'm liberal is like no, cuz I, I grew up with guns. I think everyone should have a gun and know how to use it. Mm-hmm. That's why no one invades us. Yeah. Cuz we're all armed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that there's a there's a pretty good chance uh, that if you're knocking on a door in a certain part of the country that's my whole thing. Like, they're going to take our guns away. No, nobody's, they're not. Nobody's taking your Do you guns. know who they have to hire to take the guns away? Yeah. The people we need to take the guns away yeah. from. Yeah, the people who want the guns. Yes. I've said that all the time. I'm like, nobody's coming to your... Who who wants to be part... Who wants to be in charge of the job where, all right, listen, Billy, you're going to be in charge of going door-to-door and taking guns. People no, like, I'd, uh, I'd uh, rather bring people I, to yeah, Jesus. I don't think that. so. Yeah. No, no, you just go to the door and ask for their guns. Mm, I'm going to still go ahead and say no to that. Because that job would have a pretty high turnover. Oh, yeah. Slash death rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of them just like have a boner and then they're finally like, finally I get to use it. Yeah. I can't wait for that dude to knock on my door. Here it comes. <laughs> I, had a, I had a kid that I grew up with. I'm not going to mention his name. Who was, He knows who it is. He does. He was a little off. And um, he... You you know you, I learned very early in life that you can order semi-automatic assault rifles online and put them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you know how to put them together, you can. They come in pieces and you just put them together. Do you have a screwdriver? Yeah, yeah. You can make a fucking fully automatic weapon. Yes, yeah, that's the thing is, and then you know the rub is that oh it's semi-automatic, so it's not automatic, but anybody who knows what they're doing can make it automatic. Like that, like that. He was a li- he was under house arrest. Let's not talk about why, but he was under house arrest. Probably a good story. Le- light left the lights out in the house. Mom was out of the house. Left the lights out. Left the front door open, and just sat in his living room with a gun, waiting for someone to come in. So my other friend told me the story about he was he went over to the house just to see, and as he was walking in, he, he lights were out and the door was open. And he was thinking to himself, well, maybe somebody broke in and he was going to walk in. But then he thought, hmm, let me just announce myself. And he, so he, I'm just going to say Bob. Yeah. And he walks up to the front door. He goes, Bob? Bob. And then, click, the living room light comes on like a fucking psycho. Just one light, him sitting there with his AK. So it's a good thing you said something. I was waiting. Ooh, I thought I found one. Found one. Like, so, people want to use them, dude. They yeah, want the yeah. excuse to fucking That's use it. That's a goddamn trap. Yeah. Well, listen, you know. It's like Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. He ended up going to the service and-, and Good. Uh, See, that's another thing. That's good we have that. Because I've met people like that where you're like- Yeah. You're like, oh, you don't have that thing in your head. No. By the way, the, the service took that part out of them. That That's good. Dangerous sitting in the living room with the lights out at 16. Because he got for, to kill somebody. Waiting for someone to mm-hmm. walk in the house. And then t- it, it it's like when out. I shot a bird like at 11 years old with my BB gun. And then like immediately it was like Opie on the Andy Griffith show. Really? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Did, did you stop hunting altogether after that? No, just because I knew I need, to, I need to learn how to do it. Yeah. Are you a good it, shot? Yeah, I'm a ridiculous shot. Are you seriously? Yes, it's it's odd. Okay, with a handgun? With both. Because I... I'm very comfortable, and I understand how they work, and, like, I've got a good... I want to go to the range with, with the handgun. 
Yeah, I'll go with you. You are you? Yeah, I don't have one, but uh, we can. Also, you can go shoot machine guns. I want to do that. That's fun as fuck. I have a picture actually on my phone that I was looking at of me. My buddy sent me. Excuse me, from the, with the AK when I was in high school. He sent it to me, <laughs> and with just a text that said "Never forget." It was just me with his AK forty-seven and a big mouthful of chewing tobacco. You know, I used to chew tobacco like a like chew or dip. This was chew. I used to chew. I could never dip. I know. I still don't understand it. Like I dipped gross. in college. Um, that's an unfortunate picture of my brother. That is an unfortunate. <laughs> you remember him? He, he took pictures on the Josh Wolf show. Oh yeah. Wow. I bet he loves that you've got that. Doesn't I he? just hold that just for. I, I but listen. Was it? Here's the thing that if I post that, you know, he's got like eight million of me that are, that mm-hmm. could only be worse. Yeah. Where is this picture? <laughs> Do you? But by the way. Did you have fun coming on the Josh Wolf show? Yes. I thought it was fat. I mean, it was also, I learned a lot about how they do those shows, too. Look at that picture. Me with the AK-47. I mean, how much fun were you having that day? That's, like, even, like, your body language is like, this feels right. This all feels, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You got a shirt that says Texas on it. That came with the gun and the chewing tobacco. I think, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Because if you look, I'm also holding a handgun. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I'll post this picture. You should, should I post, post it? Yeah, you should post it. I mean, picture. I'm not going to lie to you. And, not, not, and I've never said this before, but uh, my legs look huge in that picture. And my legs have never looked huge. I mean, I look like I got fucking hefty legs. And you got a good wallet going on in them pants. I know. Too. It looks it's like, like a, <laughs> it's a good cock and yeah. leg shot. Hey, you're probably, it's probably because you're like a little bit hard. With the two guns in my hand? And the chewing tobacco? And yeah. the sunglasses? And you're like, I'm going to go get something pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to kill something, and I'm going to make some life. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I think... People fight that, but that is like that is all nature. I have to tell you, guns, to me... They're fun. Yes. I do think it should be a little more difficult for some people to get weapons. Without a doubt. I'm not against yeah. Yeah, yeah, gun yeah. control in some form yeah. because... We all know someone's like, oh, you don't need that. Yeah. You don't need that easy of access. No. You know that dude, Dylan Roof, who shot up the church? Mm-hmm. After, I think they said three weeks after his 21st birthday, he went just went out and bought eight guns. Now, here's the thing. If there wasn't a red flag, the fact that he bought eight guns. At a time. That's my, like, for me, like... That's tw- that's a that's yeah. a manic that's manic behavior. If you over many years accrue eight guns, that's fine. That's I, like I totally a collector. But if you're spending a wad of cash, to yeah, be like, I want an arsenal now. Yeah, you're like fucking why? My my thing <laughs> is too is that okay? We also have to make the right to bear arms is such a broad because for them to say. For, for, you yeah. have to put a limit on what type of arms we're talking about because I could say, okay, well, then a gra- grenade launcher is an arm. I have a right to bear arms, right? I can have a tank because a tank has a gun on there. I mean, you can have a tank. I could go buy a tank right now. If you had enough money, you could buy a tank. That's not true. I think it is. I, you I go- think, Google I think, right now, is right, it legal? Can I go to- pee and then I'm going to look it up while I'm peeing? Can I'm just going to keep talking because okay, okay, I don't know how to yeah. pause. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking. literal pause button. Yeah, but right then there. I don't know what's going to happen once I turn it back on. 
Is this is it, am I on your first podcast? No, this but I've never hit, I've never hit pause before. Okay. Do you want me to hit pause? I can talk by myself. I do. I do. Sometimes I do hour and a half by myself. I believe that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> by the way, uh, everybody, Billy Wayne has a tiny little bladder, I, and the way he just pranced across my living room is is not great for me. I'm not sure exactly now. When he comes back, I do want him to tell you about his new special that's coming out. I'm gonna post this picture. Why not? Um. I'm going to post this picture of me with the, should I, with the AK and the, yeah, fuck it. Why not? A little high school fun. I remember uh, when I shot that, oh my God, when I shot that AK for the first time, he's right. It, I think I got a tiny little bit. I mean, not full hard, but like you do get a, I get it. I get the obsession. I get the way it makes you feel. I really do. And by the way, if you guys have heard, you can hear the um, chainsaw happening in the backyard. I get all that shit, man. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, it but there's just got to be some sort of regulation. I think that's all we're saying. Not every. Look, I wasn't. I didn't need the AK to make myself feel good, but it did make me feel kind of good. We're looking up right now. If okay. tanks are legal, that's the quickest pee of all time. If tanks are you didn't wash your hands. Okay. If tanks are legal, I know where I'll go ahead and sterilize that microphone later. If tanks are <laughs> legal to buy, I didn't think about that. Do you think tanks are legal to buy? Yeah. You say yes. Yes. Uh, when I did the Morgan Spurlock documentary, the Freedom Thing for CMT, yeah. we went to this uh, mud bog park. Yeah. This big mud festival in the middle of Florida, which that says a lot. Like if you're gonna go to Florida. And you go to the middle, middle part. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I thought people drove around the middle. Yeah. That like when we landed in Orlando and then drove more than ten minutes, you're you've gone too far. Yeah. And we just started going like deeper into the middle. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're about to see. Wait. So you think a tank is legal? So does that mean a grenade launcher is legal? If I could, <laughs> anything's legal. Surface to air missile is that legal for me to have? I mean, I think just not an automatic weapon is not legal. No, I think I think you can buy. An, I think in certain states and stuff, you can get an automatic weapon. I think you're telling me a tank is legal. If I had enough money, let's see how much money it is. Hold on. I think. Well, I think that's what it gets down to. If you have enough money, anything's well. Let's ask right. No, because accessible. I know you can get a. a look, there we you go. Can get a, what does that say? Two hundred fifty grand for a tank. Uh. A Leopard 54795 model 1A 5BE unit number one in very good condition, drives perfectly. Original 105 millimeter gun without the breech block, fully demilitarized, used by Belgium Army prior to being sold. Wait, fully demilitarized, which means that you can't fire of the weapon. I don't know what that means, dude. I've never. <laughs> but it says 250 grand location Poland in parentheses delivery to U.S. Spring 2017. Well, you got to figure getting it here. There's not a whole lot of options. Well, but if the if the Belgium Army had it, I'm sure it's not too dangerous. Do I you don't know. know. What I, mean? I mean, I bet. Look at that, dude. I love it that it's you can just buy hanging a, out in Poland. You can buy a Mig. I've looked into that before. You can buy like how much? How much for a MIG? It's more expensive than I needed it to be. But Wait, really? Do they I have a layaway option? Like the Rena Center have it's, it? It's through it's through Kmart. Do it's it, a Kmart it, MIG. It, uh. Can I get a Rena? You know, Rena Center lets you like pay monthly. <laughs> I wonder what the monthly payments on a MIG would be. I think the insurance is what gets you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like if buying you, a house in New Orleans. If you could have either a tank or a MIG. I get a MIG in a heartbeat. Why? Because I love flying. Can you fly, though? No. I, I think but I could I probably learn. figure out how to drive a tank. I've flown like small planes. Like, I'm going to get my pilot's license. No, That's the first me. thing I want. No. Why? Because it's amazing. You've never what been part? in... Like a Cessna or something like that. Dude, I don't need to get in any of those little Buddy Holly oh, airplanes. Oh, it is, and you Fuck need that. It, see, this is your mental block again. I think. What? It, it's like, have you ever flown in one? Yeah. You don't like it? If if, if it, the engine went off, you could just glide down. Listen, it's, it's straight physics. As soon as somebody asks me how much you weigh, I'm not getting on that fucking plane. Oh, as I soon love as it. you, no. I love it. As soon as you like, how much you weigh, and how much do you weigh? No, one of you can't go. Uh, Fuck you. I love it. No. What and I hate heights. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But because it goes e- about e- 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 Well, you're catching the wind. E- it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But I don't want the thing that I, it is keeping me in the air to be controlled by the fucking wind. No. You fly to gigs all the time. In a big plane that cuts through the wind. Have you been on a real scary flight? Yeah. What's the scariest? Give me the scariest one. I'll tell you mine. And the things have never dropped down, but like, I've never had that either. Um, but I've been on where you, it throws you off your seat a little bit. Have you ever seen the flight attendants nervous? Because that <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh. Yeah, that, it, but that, to me, that's the one where you're like, "Well, we should all probably pay attention." That now. makes me laugh so hard because like I, when I first started flying a lot, uh, my fr- like I have some friends that won't fly. They'll drive like John Madden. Like really? Idi- like fucking idiots. No, I can't do that. Just so stupid. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you are literally, they're like, well, I just feel out of control. I'm like, yeah, you have no control, and you need to let that go. Yeah. And if it's your time, it's your time. So you might as well enjoy it and not just be fearful the whole time. Also, yeah, you don't want, I mean, driving is basically wasting your entire, do you know, okay. Oh, I've driven across the country five or six times in the last two years. I, I've i driven across the country. I enjoy too. it to a certain degree. Have you but hit every state? I've done... Stand-up-wise, I've done 43. What are, you, what are you missing? The Dakotas. For some reason, Minnesota and Wisconsin, I've never done. Delaware? And I've never done Delaware. I've done Delaware. Where'd you do Delaware? <sighs> I, I was thinking about this. I keep saying I've done every state, and I haven't because I haven't done Delaware. I haven't done... I've done I've done Alaska seven times. I'm I've going again in a, April. Uh, Jill Coots? No, I went with Cable. You know, I used to travel there with Cable Guy. Oh, okay. And I will tell you, for me, if you can travel on a bus, the bus tour... Yo, that's, yeah, that's the, the best. best. I, I, I've never I slept as well. Fatty May for a while. He you did? Yeah, that was a. I couldn't really do a lot of my act. No, no. But I learned to work certain, you know, but different that, crowds. And me stuff. too. Like that's what I learned to do when more I, than anything. When, when I went with a cable guy, like I called it like a corporate gig. Yeah, it was like it paid good, but I wasn't doing my act. Me neither. <laughs> but I had to figure out how. But that riding on the bus. Was the best sleep I've ever had. This, without a doubt, without a doubt, and how it—it's also, I can see where it's dangerous because you get in like a bubble. Yeah. Because you're asleep, you sleep overnight, you wake up, you're in a new town. You're like a FedEx package. Yeah, and then you go, you walk off, you do your stuff, yeah. and then you get back on, and you do it again, and that's a weird mind fuck. Well, you know what it did to me? It 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 made it. When I came back here, I disrupted the entire, because I was so removed from reality. Oh, yeah. No, that's, yeah. Everything was, by the way, when you, here's the thing. It was just small taste. You know when you hear like, how do, 
how do celebrities get so removed from reality? And uh, I, I go, how do how do <laughs> I just show Billy I would Wayne love to talk about that guy, but it, it would make him happier. Though. Oh, I, we can't. No, um, that in that video you sent me was. Is it not? I mean, whoever's editing those, you talk about capturing a human being. You can. We're talking about a guy named Craig Glazer. Yeah. The video that you sent me was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about truth bender. I, yeah, I'm going to be at his club this weekend. I'm, I'm leaving Wednesday to go to Stanford's in Kansas City. And I love that club, but he is. Whew. It's special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a nice way to put yeah. it. Wait, what were we talking about before that, dummy? The bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dude, like, oh, yeah, well, how they get removed. Because, and I, in a smaller scale, right? But when you, ooh, everything you ever need is taken care of. The bus is stocked. You don't have to do anything in your life. All you got to do is, like, shit and shower and get dressed. But your transportation, your food, anything you need, all the amenities is right there. So when you come back and like it's real life, now I, I picture times a million because I was just an opening act yeah. and I still felt that way. Times it by a million by those really, I understand why they feel removed. Because they don't know. When Chelsea used to tell me she didn't know how to turn on her direct TV, that's true. Yeah. Because she had it had been so many years where she just didn't. Need to know how to do anything because people did it. And they wanted to do it because it was, that's how they made their money. Yeah. That's a weird, it's a weird, um, that is a weird, weird thing. More, I mean, Isbel, Jason Isbel, I saw recently. Where he, how good. Oh, God. It's, is uh, he the best songwriter out there right now? I hate to put him above Sturgill, but he's, and they're different songwriters lyrically, but. Isabel is like I think the way he turns a phrase, I don't think there's anybody better. Me neither. Um and I don't think Sturgill would argue with that. I think they do something different. Different. Totally different. Um think Sturgill's about- is more visceral. Yeah. And you like the old drive by truckers too? Yeah. Yeah. I like that like that Patterson is literally like, fuck metaphors, I'll just say what happened. Yeah. That That's there's it. something about that. No, yeah. I do so to me, Sturgill writes like Cobain used to write. Yeah. Right? So you really, it's up to you how you kind of want to interpret it. He knows what he meant, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you go ahead and interpret it however you want to interpret and it. And that's understanding that people are going to do that anyway. Yes. Yes. You can't do that with Isabel's songs. No. He's telling you. That song, uh, Travel Alone. Dude. That's going to be played at when I marry Aaron eventually. Travel, it's... An amazing song. I it played makes it for me, Beth. It's I played it for Aaron when we oh. first started like going out together. I was like, "Hey, this is you." Yeah, and it's about his wife Amanda. Yeah, and if you've been a road person at all, and you understand that life, and that line where it's like, "What's the point of knowing all the places to go if you got no one to show?" Yeah. That I mean, look, uh, yeah, this dude. standing up, the hair is standing up on my arms my, right now. My buddy Coy, who is in Zach Brown band, he have was you been to their oh, studio? Oh, the the one in Nashville? Nash- yeah, no. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it's a fucking wonder house, is what it is. He was telling me that, like, when I said, "Are there any songs 
because I, I just asked him, I go, are there any songs that you listen to that you wish you had written? He goes, every Jason Isbell song. <laughs> yeah. You think he's like you think that why that respect is why across the board for him? Yeah. I yeah. think so, dude. And there's something about guys that haven't popped until they're in their thirties, yeah. like him, that were kind of a mess and lived a life before. Mm-hmm. That's what's real about them. Chris Stapleton. All of the, yes, those dudes, and had to go around the system, and told the system to go fuck itself. Yeah, I know what I'm doing, and I relate to that on a comedic level. They're a lot like you in 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 certain ways, because if you look at them, they're not what country music visually wanted you to see. Nope. So they had them writing songs for people, but they didn't have them out front. Mm-mm. They didn't have my front because they wanted country music wanted to portray a certain. Well, they wanted to sell this thing. They're selling to dummies. They're and, selling pretty, dude. Mm-hmm. I would tell you, Florida Georgia Line. If I glanced at them and just put different clothes on them, that's Creed. Oh, without a doubt, it's the same. It's the same band. Do you like Wheeler Walker Jr.? I love Wheeler Walker. Are you fucking kidding me? He's, you don't like him? I love him. Oh, I love Wheeler Walker. I lo- his Twitter account. Is he's, one of my favorites. He's dude. doing what those other dudes can't do, which is be like, "You're bullshit." Yeah, you're bullshit. There's oh. like dudes wanting to fight him. It's, the, I love the who the fuck is Sturgill Simpson. Oh, that was great. I mean, my mom when they announced the Grammys what yeah. last week, I, yeah. I woke up and I had a text from my mom. She's like, and it said Sturgill got a, a Grammy nomination, and Charlie Rose says it's really good. So I didn't realize it was like album of the year. So I just texted Sturgill. I was like, congratulations, faggot. And uh, he replied, you know, ha, ha, ha. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm eating pancakes watching Sesame Street. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, and I bet your son's not even there. (laughs) But that's his, like, and he talked about that. Like, he was like, I was like, he's like, is this cool or has this changed my life? And I was like, well, I mean, you're going to get invited to more like eyes wide shut sex parties for yeah. sure. But more than usual anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, I think more shitheads will approach you. And he seems like he has a pretty good meter for that. Well, that's though. what he said was like, if this would have happened in my twenties, it would have fucked me up. Yeah. He's like, but I'm too over it. And over, like, I just want to do what I want to do. And now it gives me more power to do what I want to do. Can I ask you a question about him? If we, and obviously, he's just somebody you open for. And obviously, if he you, and I have realized that we would be friends if we didn't do this. Okay. I'm fascinated, besides the fact that he's, his concert's live. And, and as, as far as being a musician, the way he plays that acoustic, he plays it like other people play an electric guitar. Yep. And his electric, what's his name, Little? Oh, uh, John. Holy. Not Joe. Joe, Little Joe might be one of the best guitar players I've ever seen live. Yeah. Did you see the the, the tour off the new album? I missed it at the Wilton. When I I knew Joe, when I was touring with him, he didn't know how to play the steel guitar. Yeah. And now he is probably one of the best steel guitar players. Like, he's from Estonia. Like, he's an odd dude. Um. But he's a virtuoso. Dude, the whole setup was interesting. Like, he would set his band in a semi-horseshoe behind him. It's all calculated. Yeah, yeah. So so they're very still. And he does the moving. Mm -hmm. But the 
the the lack of conversation that he has with the audience was it, because you know in our job mm-hmm. my first thing is okay he's going to step out he's going to say hey how's everybody doing nope. he's going to put I think the first show I saw he went almost 30 minutes without saying a word to the audience somebody from his band said say thank you and he goes thank you cuz someone said we love you yeah no it's uh he and I talked about cuz we approached the stage kind of similar yeah. where it's like while I'm up there shut the fuck up let me do what I do yeah and then after I'm done, you can do whatever you want to do. But just give me this time, and I will... Entertain you. I will reward you yeah. if you shut the fuck up. I've worked my ass off to get this good at it, and just watch what I do. Don't make me do something, or I will... Ain't gonna be nothing. Mm. <laughs> like, I just got worked up thinking yeah, about... Like, I, I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you telling me what to do. Like uh, You know Sam J. She's a comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's very, we were talking, we were in the green room the other night, and she was like, this white guy, we're t- this white bartender, we we're talking about Biggie, and she said, I said the N-word, I just call, you know, and yeah. she's a black lady. And he was like, no, we won't have any of that here. And she was like, I almost lost my mind. And I was like, and she was like, you don't tell me I can't say the N-word. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't tell another human being they can't say something. Right. No. And she was like, that's even a better way to look at it. I was like, that's what fired me up, was just someone telling me that I can't say something. Yeah. Fuck you. And it's it. like the social justice warriors, and I'll get in trouble in LA for saying this, but you can't go after somebody's livelihood for believing something you don't believe. A hundred percent. That bothers me to know. I might, I, and you might be right that what they believe is horseshit, but they can still believe it. I'm with, it's, it's like, I, I'm with you a hundred percent. To me... The social justice warriors are more of a threat to the First Amendment than yes. any group in my lifetime. It's when they took away the, I was saying it, when they took away the, the Confederate flag, they were like, you know, people can't fly that anymore. I was like, no, 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 I need to know who not to talk to. I've said that all the time. I would rather have you have, you have a swastika yes. in your front yard because that way I know we're not going to go trick-or-treating there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place for me not to go. Yes, that guy and I don't agree on a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it's the people who are hidden. It's the, that's it's the scary because yes. the reason, like, if we go to the elections, and I don't want to talk. Or too much when about they it. freaked out about the Chick Fil A guy, yeah. they're like, "Oh, he's anti-gay." No shit, he's yeah. not open on Sunday. Yeah, you think that's because he was out f- fucking dudes Listen, on part, a Sunday? Part, no, <laughs> because that's the day you fuck dudes. Yes, it's Sunday. Sunday. It's the Sabbath. But I, I would say that you and I are in a group that that needs to be. Uh, a little more vocal. I would say we're both live and let live. Yeah. But that includes as far as the progressives need to let the conservatives do what they, because I'll tell you something else. The more you try to put a fucking lid on that boiling pot of water, Mm -hmm. eventually that lid is going to blow off. And burn the fuck out of you. Which is kind of what just happened. Without a doubt. So you need to let people feel like you can't, and I'll tell you something else. The as more- long as, and that's that was the point of the documentary we did for CMT, was we went around talking to people about freedom. Now, it was for CMT. I kept trying to put my black friends in, and right. CMT kept going like, nah, we're good. Yeah. We, we got hoodie. It's <laughs> yeah. good. And I was like, oh, it's like that. And they're like, yeah, yeah it kind of yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, so we're going to do a documentary about freedom, but we're not going to put any black people in it. 
I'm we not, don't want that much freedom. And I and the joke I do is like, well, I mean, to be fair, they don't know much about freedom. <laughs> and then white people do not like black people love that joke. And white people are always like, come on, man, come yeah. on, dude. And I'm like, well, it's true, motherfuckers. But you sneak a here's the thing, your jokes and why I love them, dude. And I told you this Appreciate after it. your set. I was so impressed with your set live. If we get back to that. I know we jumped out. I was so impressed because I've opened for uh, musicians before, and you took control of of a, of a crowd that came to see a band. Mm-hmm. Fifteen seconds in, and you know, well, L.A. is probably a good crowd for you. It can be, and well, you well, you know, performing yes. stand up in L.A. is tough, anyways. Just tricky. weird. But you, here's what you did: is that you. You brought people in to what they thought the show was going to be. Mm-hmm. And every joke, you're like, oh, no, now he's going to go back to who he really is. And then you, bing, you Just took it somewhere A little else. deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because now when you, when, well, the reason I had you wanted to have you on my show, not this one, but the talk show. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was. Is because, you, um, you know, in the moments that, in the times that I've, talked to you and met you like you just being you authentically you is like uh, uh, not only different but fucking off the charts funny oh thanks the first time you sat (laughs) down on my couch it was a different between the second time oh yeah but the first time i was like oh this is the first time i have i've seen you a little scared to be you yeah why why do you think that was I well, it's not. I'm scared to be not me. Not scared to be you, but you. Know but what I mean? understand like, what you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. and and I think it's. And I've, I've since learned that I can come off as intimidating. Um, which intimidating? I, yes, I I know. Right? You've never right? How who are you intimidating? I don't know, but like Small a lot children. Of, <laughs> no kids. <laughs> and that's kids love you. Kids and animals love me, oh, yeah, and that yeah, is yeah. a huge compliment. You can tell my dog loves you. Yeah. he's all over you. Yeah, you know. Well, he didn't try to bite me. You know what I'm talking about. My uh, kid likes you. Yes, and that he, dog. That's about as excited as he gets. That is, that dog is living the life right there. He's like, yeah, you're cool, but I'm going to not wake up. Yeah, that's his deal. Um, I think my whole life I've always been like, I want to read the situation first. And I knew it was a test show. Yeah. So um, I was really reading and trying to pick up on what exactly was happening right. more than anything else. And then I've also gotten trouble a lot for just saying shit. But you know what? That's what's going to put you. No, and I've since really gotten mm, over that yeah. as I get old. Like literally, I think the tour is Durgil and some of that stuff where I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, cause me watching my mouth doesn't help either, and no. then, and now it's just like I'm just gonna say what I want to say. I like fucking with what people. I love fucking with perceptions. But that that's the best thing about your comedy, and that's by the way, in general, you can be for and as I am and you are across the board, freedom for everybody, equal civil rights. We want equal for everybody, right? Everybody yeah. to have a voice. And still think some of the this SG, SJW stuff is ridiculous. Well, it, it becomes vindictive and personalized more, and then they're hiding behind certain phrases, and it and the, they'll say they're, they'll label themselves as, and, and I learned this. What's a safe space? 
Oh, my friend. Do you know who Chris Crofton is? Uh-uh. He, he uh, I just took him out on this the tour I did in October. He's an older guy. Uh, he's funny as fuck, and he was like a hardcore alcoholic, an amazing musician, and uh, he's sober now. And uh, he's got this amazing safe space. He's like safe space. He's like you're talking about language. There's no safer fucking space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like you. You want to talk about safe? I talked to some chick in Bosnia that's hiding behind a blown out car from bullets. Mm-hmm. You know what? She's a receptionist. Okay, the word is recept, <laughs> and that's how he ends it. It makes me cry laugh yeah. every time. It's just he nailed that. Yeah. That argument. He's like, you're talking about language. There's no other safer space. It's the safest. It's people hide behind that safe. Sp- oh, I need a safe. It's like, no, no, no. You just want to be able to say what you want mm-hmm. without any rebuttal. And that doesn't happen. No. It should never happen. No. But that's what scares me the most about this motherfucker. And you know who I'm talking about is that you're talking about the person who's maybe the most visible person in the world. Who now does not want any criticism? That doesn't work. There are the the worst show on ABC, whatever it is, name it, is getting criticism every day. And if something's out there and people don't like it, they criticize it. The best shows are getting get criticized. Yes. Yeah, you get yes. criticized. It's what happens as a public figure. Do you know some people don't even like Beyonce? I mean, I could see. I don't like Beyonce. You I don't mean, like her. I like her. I like. I like. I think she's maybe she's the a best. great entertainer. Yes, she's like Garth Brooks. She, she's not an artist as much as she's an entertainer. Maybe the best entertainer of art out there right now. Yes, but as um, music wise, it's I, fine. It's mm, pop music. Oh hey, Craig, he just sent me a text. He tried to fight us once. He tried to fight you. Oh man, that story. What do you mean? Uh, it was me and. Uh, I was there's when I was working with Ralphie some, um, and Ralphie's tour manager Steve, at the time, and Steve and I are still really good friends. Yeah, uh, you and Ralphie not so much. It's complicated. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wish him the best. But yeah. There's, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We, we all have friends like that. Yes. Where it's like I there's a lot I appreciate, and then there's some that we can't. Yeah. Move past. So, sure. Um. I love him and and hope the best for him, but there's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are you're not exchanging Christmas cards this year. Mm-hmm. Have you ever received a Hanukkah card? Never received a Hanukkah. Send me card. your address. I'm gonna send you one. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I'll just tell it to you afterwards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to say it right now? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so we were. Uh, we were in Kansas City, uh-huh. and we're having like, you know how morning radio sometimes can just, it most of the time it's just like, I'm, if I had a gun, I'd kill myself, and I'd take all you motherfuckers with me. Yeah. And then the whole city would be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a fun morning. We're having like a great morning of morning press. He likes to, Glazer likes to come around on the press. Well, and that was part of why it was fun, because uh, Ralphie was, and he would, yeah, he kept interrupting. Yeah. On the radio, and I wasn't in the station where where uh, Ralphie put him in his place. Got him to admit like he was on the steroids at the time. Like he admitted that on the fucking radio. Well, he doesn't care, dude. No, and it was. I mean, it was funny. 
And like even breakfast was good. Like me and Steve mm-hmm. were in the car listening. We had like Einstein. Made like all of us, I was like, we even commented like, this is like a good morning. Like this is fun. And uh, everybody's busting balls and uh, seemingly having fun. And then uh, we're in the local NBC station in the lobby, which is like a nice, it was a big NBC local affiliate station. Uh-huh. And they had the, the old lady that was like the, I guess, secretary or whatever, you know, she broke you in the station. Mm-hmm. She is just us and her sitting in there. And she is 85 years old if she's a day. I know I know the station you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Sweetheart. Yep. Like warm. You yeah. Know, like you're like, ah, you could be my grandma. It'd be great. Um, so we're busting balls. And uh, <laughs> and Ralphie said he used to MC at the old club. Uh-huh. And he was like, do you remember when I you would make us introduce you like we were in Vegas and the spotlight would come on you and, and we would introduce you as local celebrity Greg Glazer, blah, blah, blah. Craig still does the opening spot. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I haven't been back after this. Yeah. But, uh, and probably never will, so that's why I don't mind telling the story. And probably if he, he'd have to offer me a lot of money. He probably doesn't remember who you are. No, and without a doubt. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that's the part. He that, called yeah. me a cowboy comedian. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're not paying attention. To, oh, uh, no. The, the best part about him introing, and I hope he's listening, is the credits he gives you are That'd be great. Uh, I'd be great. He's been on the Tonight Show seven times. He owned uh, Chelsea Lately and the studio yeah. <laughs> that Chelsea Lately was filmed at. He will be buying California next week. Uh, so if you want to go to California, just talk to him. I'm sure he can get you in there free. Uh, coming to the stage, Joshua. That's. I mean, that may be verbatim. I mean, that's pretty fucking close. Yes, it's it's a great intro. He gives great intros. He gives great intros. So. so and so, of course, he's like, that didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And then we're all laughing and having a good time. And then the lady's like, we're ready to go in now. So I stand up and I was like, do you think they would introduce me as regional celebrity Billy Wayne Davis? Mm-hmm. And everyone laughed. And we're going in the door. And like my friend and Steve laughed like pretty hard. Steve's the road manager. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the little old lady is like literally right in front of us opening the door. And Craig goes, I'll kick your ass, Steve. And I started laughing hard just because I thought he was kidding. How many years ago? This was probably five or six years ago. Okay. Um, I mean, he was jacked. And by the way. Because he's on HGH. Jacked. Glazer's got some great stories and has been in a ton of fights. Yeah, so, I wouldn't fight him. No, no. I will no. tell you, even at his age, I don't think I would fight Glazer. No, either. but there was three of us. Yeah, yeah. So in one, And Ralphie's one of them. Yes. So maybe he falls so on. So there's like five of us. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> three people, five total. <laughs> and, and you know, Ralphie's like behind. And I like belly laugh just because just to hear another. I thought he was kidding. And also to hear another grown, grown man, man yeah. say, I'll kick your ass is a funny thing. Especially for something like that. Yes. Yeah, if we're talking about like we're protecting your kids or you're protecting your yes. family, we might have to fight. Yes. But I'll kick your ass. I'm with you. And then I thought if he was- If he had been wearing like a football game jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're- Yeah. You know what Candlestick. I mean? yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, age limit, 18 or 16? What? Game jersey, football game jersey to wear out. I think 18. 18? Once you leave high school? Yeah. No, I think if you graduate high school, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like there should be the test when you buy them what's your do you have your gd yeah you can't be you, you can't, can't. Be. even with a gd you can't <laughs> yeah all right go ahead um so i like belly laugh 
because uh-huh. it's fucking funny. Yeah, and uh, and then he pointed like he pointed, he's like, "I'll kick your ass too, Billy Ray," and gets my name wrong, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit, this is like real." Okay, <laughs> is this big, Billy Wayne at the time? Oh yes, this is. Yeah, I was like a good two twenty two, and right now you're one seventy, and you were two twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. Um. And angry, probably going through a divorce. So not a good time to even like... Joke so, about kicking ass. Yeah, because it was like, cool, I need to get some stuff out. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> yeah, care yeah. if I lose. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you do get stuff out when someone punches you in the face. You been punched in the face before? Yeah. It's not great. No. But and, it does alleviate a lot of stuff. And that's why I don't like fighting is because nothing pisses me off more than pain. <sighs> and I won't stop until someone else makes me stop. So that's why I don't fight. Why I don't fight is Like people that enjoy fighting, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't I, fight because I want to kill you I'm, before you, I you make a, me mad. I have enough. a four and eight record, fight record. Four, I say four and eight. It was three and nine. It was. I would say four because I was on the winning team once, but I lost mm, my fight. I understand. I'm giving myself the W on that. Yeah, and that's... You can, but but I'm, I pre, but you do... You have an asterisk that I appreciate. Yeah, I'm going like, to take the four, though. Yeah. I'm going to take the four. You should. Right, don't you think? Yeah, I think you should. But yeah. I think there should be an asterisk, too, where, like, I didn't. I mean, I, I, I kept another dude busy. That's <laughs> yeah. My thing is, like, I kept him busy long enough where he couldn't join in. Yes, and and fuck up the team. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were blocking. Yeah, so, yeah. listen, if you're playing basketball, and you may not be the best one-on-one defender, but you're part of the team defense, mm-hmm. then you're good. Yeah, you're not like a wide receiver. You're more of a wide blocker. Yeah. They're not going to throw you the ball, no. but you're keeping that cornerback out of the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So so that's when I realized, like, oh, this is like a real thing, and we're walking into a studio, and then Ralphie comes over, and he's, like, laughing, because I'm still, like, I'm still, like, grinning, but, like, then I'm like, oh, I might have to fight this dude. And Steve's like a big dude too. So and then Ralphie goes, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Craig. Craig Glazer, what are you doing? And then about that time, like I move the lady. I was like, You probably don't need to Yeah. And kind of move her out you of the way. And you can tell she's just kinda of like, What in the fuck? Yeah. So and then Ralphie goes like, You tell the producer we're not going in. And we go outside and me and Steve stand there while Glazer and Ralphie go back and forth. Back, back and, and forth with what? Just arguing about, I mean, they never fight because I think Craig kind of calmed down and realized like there are three dudes that haven't backed down. None of us backed down. We were just more like, are you want to, is this like a real thing? Yeah. Because let me know. Yeah. Because all of us, like we understand numbers. And, and I guarantee you, no one in the station is going to come help you. No. No. <laughs> They're going to be like cheering us on. But then Craig's, you know, he is a businessman above yes. anything else. He That's when he starts arguing, like, go back in there. And Ralphie's like, no, I'm done. We're leaving. We're not doing the two sold out shows tonight. And we literally got on a plane and left. But they argued for a good 30 minutes on the You lawn. didn't do the shows? No, we got on a plane and left. Also, the highest I've ever been was that, that day. What? Wait, he didn't do the shows because he, Craig threatened you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that's kind of ballsy. Oh, it was impressive. And then Craig's like following us in the in his Porsche because we're going to head back to the hotel. Uh-huh. And uh, at one point, we're stopped in a uh, uh, at a stoplight, and I was like, "Hey, um, you think he would blow his top if I got off, got out, and be like, hey, I know Ralphie's not going to do the shows, <laughs> but I'll do them.'" 
for half <laughs> of what you're paying. And, and Ralphie's like, don't get out. He's probably got a gun in there. He oh. will shoot you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he won't shoot me. And I was like, that's a good point. And he's like, but that is fucking hilarious. They're hilarious. Um, and then, like, he kind of fought. And then he realized, like, he was, like, trying to call us. Like, he That's when he realized the money yeah. was more. Or he fucked himself. Yeah. And to Ralphie's have- credit, we, we got back to the hotel, started smoking weed. And that's how I was eating weed. Yeah. And it, I think it was just became maybe legal or it was about to be legal in Denver and we were there like the weekend before. So we had these brownies Ugh. that didn't taste. And I never had brownies that didn't taste like weed. Oh, so you ate too much. I was already high and I started eating because I was hungry. How long were you high for? I couldn't read on the plane. Like literally just couldn't read. And there was like a hot girl sitting next to me that I could tell the whole time she wanted me to talk to her. And I was or so. Were you so high that you thought that she wanted you to? No, talk? no. Steve even said something. He was like, "That girl wanted. She was interested in you." And I was like, "No, I knew, but I couldn't formulate any thoughts to even talk to her." <laughs> and that made me start laughing about the situation. And then I was like, "I'm just gonna read." And then I looked down at the at the magazine. I was like, "I don't even know how to do this." <laughs> how long were you high? Eight hours. Oh yeah, I mean probably. Yeah, like they had to like guide me onto the plane, not because yeah. I was like, but just more just no, wondering. Yeah, I get it. You know, just kind of like, this is a fun place. Yeah, you know what is this place called? Airport. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so uh, there's a lot of these. A or? lot of people come here, huh? Yeah. So hi. So what's the deal? Like, we're just all gonna get so on. So we're just gonna go through that hallway, and, and then, we're gonna go to Nashville, and something's gonna happen. And yeah, so that was like that kind of. Yeah. And shouldn't then, there be a curtain there or something? Just, I feel like I should walk behind a curtain. This is all crazy. This is a good idea. Who did this? Yeah. Whoever's, that kind of high. Yeah. Where, like Steve would just be like, "Hey, over here," and like, where oh. you're really appreciating things. I love that kind of high. Oh. Where you're like, you know what? Whoever decided. Uh, that they could make plastic and, and then hold water in it. Smart. I like. I got worried about Ralphie's weight during the flight, and then so did the pilot. Stopped, <laughs> stopped worrying about it because he has to buy two seats, so there's no one between us. And he it was does like very, right. Very comfortable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But on Southwest, if it's not sold out, they give you one of the seats back. Really? Yeah, it's a pretty nice thing. Um. They know their core audience. I do you, believe. <laughs> <laughs> you were 220 pounds yeah 230 was the most I ever weighed and did you lose all that weight just because you stopped drinking what i did before i stopped and why did you stop drinking did what was your was bottom just, there was no like real bottom as far as like this guy stopped right i mean i was drinking i always drank till i blacked out that like, wasn't it no because nothing really bad ever really happened how many days a week were you drinking I mean, I my problem was never not drinking. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I could stop drinking. It was like when I do drink, I'm gonna drink all of it. Like to this day, like sitting right here, if someone was like, I'm gonna go have a couple drinks, my brain right now would be like, fucking why? Well, I'm the same way. Like when when we go out to dinner and my wife was like, you're gonna have a drink. I'm like, are we staying out all night? Yeah. No. Well, then I'll have some more. Yeah. Why would I want to be groggy and just kind of like sleepy? What's no. the point of one drink? Oh, I what do not. That? What? I don't get it. Either don't. Either we're putting the bottle down and leave it here, mm-hmm. or bring me an iced tea. Yes. You know what? It it, it tastes better. Yes. Yeah. It, oh yes. It no, does. that's when I really like. Not only does it taste better, but what the fuck? Why would you? No. I'm just kind. It's just a little bit of poison. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I won't feel real good. Yeah. And nothing. Yes. E- either I'm gonna I want to pay for it. 
Yes. Like, I want to wake up and be like, that, what the fuck? That was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Did you ever, see, I've never, I, didn't, I was never a drinker and go on stage. I have a couple times. I'm I, terrible. I learned, and I've talked about this in podcasts before, uh, Killer Bees was yeah. the first comedian. Oh, that Southern. Say that. Yeah. Um, I s- still, some of his act, I don't know what he's talking about, but I love him. It was the first MC week at Zany's ever worked. And he taught me, he's like, learn to do stand-up sober. Mm -hmm. You can get fucked up afterwards. He's like, but if you learn to do it with a little bit of a buzz, once you have to stop drinking, because he goes, because you will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then you'll have to learn how to do it sober. You got to relearn it. Yeah. And I was like, that was some of the best advice. There's no doubt. Because what it would do is, oh, shit, okay. What it would do is, and that happened to me. I started where I was like, I just need a little bit of confidence. Yeah. I need a little bit of confidence. And then I was like, I can't get drunk every time I, and then so when I stopped drinking, before I got to say, this was the very beginning, I was nervous again. Mm-hmm. I was nervous because he was right. I hadn't learned how to do it. And how to deal with that, those emo- those emotions, that those nerves, that adrenaline. Well, I imagine Because you're you, numbing it. Yes. Yeah. But you need it. Yeah, when you first start it. You need it. Yeah, a little bit. I imagine for you also, because your cadence is a little slower, that when you are starting, you... It made it sloppier. And also, I'm assuming harder, dude, because silence as a young comic is very hard to get in, in touch with. But the way you speak and the tone at which you speak and the volume and the pace... You're going to have some, and I don't mean this in a bad way, you're going to have some silence. No. And I learned, uh, I mean, I really studied it, and I still do. I still love it. Who's like, when you were like, this is the dude for me? Or when girl. I started? Yeah. I mean, I found Hedberg on Napster in college. Yeah. And he was like my little secret. I always love stand-up. I look back, my dad and mom have great comedic taste, so I was introduced to, like, quality stuff and uh but Hedberg was just and I got to work with him like a year and a half in like three weeks before he died yeah um I spent some time with him too up in Seattle just an amazing human being yep special um I would say for you pacing wise and all that stuff you you, I mean not that you and Ron are the same at all yeah I love Ron White yeah I've written I mean um yeah he's by the way him on stage I it, it, like I love watching him on stage. Yes, I love. You have to have a certain, and obviously his timing is unparalleled. Impeccable. Yes, it's. Uh, and you know, I saw him. I watched. Uh, I knew. Is it Kathy with an E? Is like his manager. Do you know? I, I don't know her. Um, she worked at the Punchline in Atlanta, and then worked for Ron. Marcy. No, not Marcy. This is a different lady. Yeah. Um. I uh, actually met her at a cable guy birthday party in Nashville at BB King's. Just he, just annihilated, hammered. But that's a shocker. All of us. Yeah. yeah that's the next day you where you feel bad, and then you're like, wait, everybody was. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but she gave us. She she gave us. He was Ron was recording one of his specials in Seattle uh-huh. when I lived there, and. Uh, this was a good realization for me. Was he was taping two nights, 
And it was the first night, and towards the end, he got kind of sloppy like he does. Yeah. And, like, fucked up a couple drunk uh, jokes just because he was hammered and, like, like dropped something in his glass. Yeah. And the audience went nuts. Don't lick that. Hey. Sorry. I get it. I'm talking to uh, my son. Well, he shouldn't have licked that. <laughs> um, and that's when I, re- I was like, oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're rewarding you for being fucked up. That's not good. No, but you know what else? They reward it. Okay. And because I've toured with some people who've mm-hmm. had some substance issues. Yeah. Not ish, but like on stage. Yeah. They reward it for the first three minutes because it's funny. Woo. But 20 minutes of it, when they're like, I fucking paid for you. Do you know what I mean? That's not. When I worked with Hedberg, it was different. It, and it was three yes. weeks before he died. And there was like. A couple shows, like one where I chased him around stage, like he called me out. I was the host. Yeah. And like at one point, at the second show, I like I had to kind of carry him off. I mean, I to this day, I've never met anyone that uses as many different types of drugs and the amount. As Hedberg? Yeah. You know, I um, like the third time I was ever on stage, I opened up for Kennison. Whoo. Well, m- maybe you can talk me, but <laughs> but I do remember the like. Leaving five or six in the morning, dropping him and Lynn off at the hotel and driving back, <laughs> fucked up, driving back to my house and thinking, like, I'll probably never see him again. And I was right. It was that bad at the time? I, it I, was just the how casual it was, where it was like, I knew enough about the human body to mm-hmm. be like, you can't do that. Not all at once. No, you can't. No. And then... The more fucked up he got on stage, the more people were like, they were part of the party. Yeah, and I was like, this not is good. not good. And no. even that young in comedy, I was like, I was aware enough to be like, this isn't, this is scary. And then like getting a call like three weeks later, like he passed. And I was like, and I was at Zany's and I think they knew how much he meant to me because they all knew before I went on stage. And they didn't tell me till I got off stage, which is really nice. Yeah, because I'm getting—I didn't thought about that a long time. That was really sweet of them. Yeah, you're getting a little goosebump there. Yeah, huh? it was. What was it about Mitch that meant so much to you? He loved stand up. Yes. it wasn't it, and I think that's why I've been able to say no to some stuff and not chase certain bullshit in stand up. The he, fame part. Is he loves stand up to me the way Stanhope loves stand up. And that's the way I love stand-up, is that's more important than being famous. Is like I saw Harvey Corman when I was six months into comedy, turned 77 on stage, mm-hmm. and I was with my mom and my aunt, and they loved Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. And they're fucking, how could What you isn't to love about Tim Conway and Harvey Corman? It's just, and they were killing, Genius. And, and they walk on stage, and they were just, you know. Still killing like almost decrepit old men but as soon as that starts they there's something that spring mm-hmm. starts yep and they brought they wheeled out a big cake and he turned 77 and six months in i said to my mom and my aunt i was like that's the trick i was like you get good at it yeah and then you can do it forever but if you get if you're chasing fame you're going to chase it in the wrong direction and then you're done Stand up. Here's the thing: stand up and music, right? Mm-hmm. There are some things that are 
tilted in music's favor. And I would say there are some things that are tilted definitely in our favor. In music's favor is that if you're Journey, you can tour on Don't Stop Believing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can play a fair or a theater, and people yeah, are going to. You can b- pull a dude out of the Philippines, and he can. And people are going to buy a ticket, mm-hmm. all right? I mean, yeah. think of all the one hit wonders that over the summer you're like, they're touring? Yeah. Somebody's going to buy a ticket. Yeah. And I've said this before, so I, 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 I hate to repeat it, but. If you are a band that put out three albums and every album had nine terrible songs, but also one uptown funk, one huge hit, you would be a, a, a world famous top of the line band who had, if you had three of those, didn't matter what the other nine songs were. I saw you, Third Eye Blind at Bumbershoot this year. Exactly. If you were a comic who put out three albums with nine song, nine jokes that sucked, but one good one, you'd be the worst comic of all time. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I would say that Guys like Lewis Black, and I know guys like the Stones and whatever, but I feel like you could always find a stage that people will, and it won't be, because when you see some of the older bands go on, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a little sad. You're like, hey. But, yay. Yeah. I mean, when I saw. I saw Chubby Checker at uh, Mohegan Sun when I was playing there last oh time. Oh, my Lord. And he was in the free part. Where no. Was, that's, it bummed me out. And then my first. Is he doing the twist? Yeah, he's doing the twist. Oh, did someone just spin him on a chair? He was moving better than I, I, I thought he was going to move, but it was still like there was like a... My first thought was like, oh, what happened? What happened? I think it's also funny. Like, this is where... got everybody, this is where black folks were back in the 50s. They had to be called Chubby Checker. Mm-hmm. Fat Domino. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible sucks. Um, I he still I, looked great, did he? Yeah, little Richard could still get down. Yeah, I mean but, he doesn't look great. But it was it was very there was a novelty to it that like there was something about it where I was like that man is way more talented than what's happening right now. Yeah, but right now people are propping him up in cash and checks. Yeah, no, without a doubt, that's what it was. But so for us, we can always find a stage, mm-hmm. no matter or, or even if it's one of those things like right there was happening with Harvey Corman or, or Tim Conway. We can find a stage because people want to laugh. Yeah. Now our audiences may change, and they may get older. They will get older. I'm. I don't have as many drunkards at my as my crowds as I used to. Yeah. You know they're getting a little older. Yeah, and I I think I was able to because of the I don't want to say all. It's more the do it yourself part. Is like there's a lot of clubs where I was like I'm not doing this anymore. And they're telling you, oh, well, if you do this, we can bring you back. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, dude, your, your stand-up is completely unique. Thank you. That's, that's a huge – thank you. Thank but, you. And, I, and, and here's why I – I want to leave right now. <laughs> here's why I think, dude, that you are completely onto something. Because to me, and I've said this before too, what makes special is somebody who's unique but relatable. I knew – that's not an easy thing to be unique and related. I did the work, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I, I didn't. Did. There's a lot of comics that I see that just go up and they're like, "Oh, I can't do that room." Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You can do every room. I agree with that. You can do every room. You don't have to change who you are. You have to change a little bit. You have to pay attention to what room you're in and how those. I noticed traveling. I love traveling too. I love it. I've just got to figure out how to do it 
more comfortably, if you know what I'm talking about. As you get older, you're like, I can't do it like this anymore. I'm going to go. You know, here's the deal. I tell people all the time when I go on the road, I go, look, you know, I spend half my life on the road. Okay. Yeah. So that's like saying my second home. How comfortable do I want my second home to be? As comfortable as my first. Yes. And I, I that in the I don't need like bells and whistles. I don't need the fucking lobby to be. No. No. There are a couple things that I need. I need a gym. For yeah. me, I need yeah. a gym. I need a gym. And I need food in the hotel. Yeah. Because no, I understand that. I'm not. I. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. get up every guys. I just maybe need a room service. I got to leave the fucking hotel four times. I know I get it. Everyone's like, but if I you're at your house, there's food at your house, right? Yes. Okay. No, I know exactly what I you're just want about. some food at my house. Yeah, I don't need new sneakers before no, every show. No. Although I do think that's hilarious. Yeah, that Eddie, Eddie Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, I love. It. That's a great one. For those of you who don't know, Eddie Griffin demands a brand new pair of white Nikes before every show. And they do it. They do it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think, I think I that's can just get away a, with that. No, we can't because no. we don't sell out every fucking show. But yeah. he does, and it's such a great fuck you to to all those dudes that were probably dicks to him coming up. Coming up, you that's know, what people don't realize. That's why people do that. Yeah, because listen, your first couple times in, they fuck you, mm-hmm. and they'll fuck you on your way down too. No, without a doubt, they'll fuck you. And he, yeah, and they do not care. No, um, are you? Do, I also don't like. And that's I, why we can say this too. They, Even if they heard it, they'd be like, "Yeah, you're right. It's business. Yeah, yeah. it's business. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not I, an artist. No, it's I own a fucking room. Yeah, it's business. Yeah. I don't. I don't begrudge them for trying to make money at their business. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's just like with athletes. Some people are like that guy's making. Well, he's taking money from a billionaire. The billionaire is trying to save a couple million dollars. Fuck that dude. Yeah, he's making billions off of the what this dude does. The dude. What's that, Chris Rock? He's like, uh, Shaq is rich. Mm-hmm. The dude that signs. Shaq's check yeah. is wealthy. Huge difference. Yeah, I remember being in high school and be like, oh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. That there is a huge, huge yes. difference. Yes. That's the yeah, I don't I don't I but for me, like, I don't begrudge anybody for trying to get whatever the market will bear for their services. Yeah. Whatever the market will bear for your services, don't talk to me about what you deserve. What will the market bear? Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who get a lot more than they deserve. Oh, most people get more than they deserve. Well, a lot of people get less. Without a doubt, but a lot of people get more than... Everybody uh, who's a teacher, well, almost everybody who's a teacher gets less. My parents... Does it infuriate you at all that that if you get get elected to Congress, you get paid a hundred and I think it's $47,000 a year for life? As somebody who has parents, and if you get put in the Senate, you get paid for life, a salary for life. Mm. Now, the Congress only works, what is it, 100 days a year or something crazy like that? And the term work is real loose. Is real loose. But so, does that burn you up? If it's someone who has parents, who knows, look, to me. I have, my parents are good teachers that give a shit. But dude, that's what we're missing. One of the, one of the big, if this last six months taught me anything, well, education. In, oh, without that's that's I tweeted that I was education, like, anything right? this election should teach us that our education system is atrocious, and they've dumbed. Us, I told my parents, I told my mom, uh, who's retired now, but she teaches, she still teaches junior college and stuff, just because she enjoys teaching English yeah. and stuff. I was like, mom, if I can help it, I'm not sending my son to a public high school, and she was like, oh, if I can help it, I'm not. Yeah, we we're not. They're sending dumbing him. us down. She's like, it is. She was like, and I quit college 
because partly because I found stand up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I played junior college baseball for two years at Volunteer State Community College. I we were the number one. We we're the number one uh, junior college. Were you 240 in college playing baseball? No, I was about 200 pounds of just fucking rock solid man. But it, and I didn't. Everyone was on steroids, and I wasn't. Steroids? Oh yeah, because we were the number one ranked team in the country in junior college. Which, to quote my friend Dan Whitehurst, that's like having the biggest dick in third grade. <laughs> Fucking great quote. Great, great yeah, quote. Pretty close to the truth. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. It's it's great, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, fleeting. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I went to Western Kentucky uh, in Bowling Green, but then I learned I had this, and I used to have this conversation with people, and you know, with others, and they just look at me like, "Who is this dickhead? Uh, do you want to go get fucked up or not?" I would just be like, "They're not. They're teaching like." like clones like they're they're preparing you to be in this corporate environment they're not teaching any critical thinking no critical thinking is my is the biggest problem and it bothered me to no end yeah and i was like and even then i was like this seems like a scam i learned more about business working at the ups store when i was in college than i did in any business class i took because they were teaching you how to do what you're told in college the biggest problem in high school and the public schools and even going up to high school so I had three kids go through it. Yeah. The biggest problem is that they are not teaching them to learn. They're teaching them to test. Yes. Okay. So they may do well on tests, but then ask that kid two weeks later what he took the test on. Their brain is now wired for short bursts. Remember, test, test, test. You got that? Dump it. My mom used to be irate, and my dad, my dad laughs at her now. Um. Because she was like, yeah, there was like, she was like, I guess it was like seventh or eighth grade when you realized that as long as you learned, you didn't care if you made a B or a C. Yeah. As long as you learned what you were learning. And she was like, I knew she was like, God damn it. He could be getting A's. But she was like, you already realized that. And yeah. your dad was always like, he'll be fine. Then. He'll be fine at life. Because he's learning the stuff, he's not memorizing the stuff. Huge difference. And all those, like, there are people I went to high school with that were like straight A students that are like working a fucking factory now. Dude, they learned how to memorize. They didn't, nothing sunk in. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching at such a pace that it's fucking terrible. And it's leaving more kids behind. Here's what it's doing it's leaving some kids, intelligent kids behind. Yeah. Who don't learn as quickly, who maybe don't memorize as well. And because they don't learn as quickly or they don't memorize as well, they're being told by the system that they're not smart. Mm-hmm. And it's but they're smarter than the system. It's fucking people up. You're not rewarding intelligence. You're rewarding a certain skill, which is memorization. Guy Branham, you know Guy. Yeah. He tweeted the other day, and it was such an interesting point about um, abortion. He was like, they want abortion to be illegal because they can make more dummies. And Walmart needs more dummies. And these factories need more dummies that work that's interesting and that's i was like a couple steps down the line i mean you're thinking but it's it's not i don't think that's the whole issue right. but i think it's part of it that i hadn't thought about where i was like that is an interesting i don't i listen i think that's maybe a byproduct of it i don't think it's a reason like i don't know yeah no they haven't thought that no they're, no, they're yeah. using it to control dummies right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah and get their vote more than because they're afraid <laughs> that you know they won't go to heaven or whatever I mean, what? I got to pee again. 
Well, this, this is an hour. We're going to end this now. It's an hour and a half. I'm that's sorry. That's I could, funny. You ready? I enjoy talking. Good. I enjoy, listen, that's a quick hour and a half, buddy. Holy shit. I mean. Well, it's nice to have a conversation with them. You know that's what I mean? How, you know, I mean, I, I, let me ask you something. You've been on some podcasts. Yeah. So I don't come with a list of conversations. Mm-mm. I With the questions. I don't research. The best ones are like that. I think where yeah, it's like two like, people talking. Yeah, you're okay with yeah, yeah. For me, that's what I like. No, I would much rather have a, a an easily flowed conversation than a controlled. So I mean, yeah, I don't enjoy most podcasts. If that yeah, makes we, sense. Yeah, we just. Said but that. this is a good one. Like the, I did WTF. That was a good one. Mark's really good to talk to. I mean, listen, buddy. You also just saw a picture of me with a gun. Well, I knew you had it in you. <laughs> Do you ever think about chewing tobacco? Uh, all the time, every day. Do you? I loved it so much. I dipped. It was the hardest thing that I ever had to quit. Uh, outside of sugar. Sugar was really hard. I haven't done that one yet, and I need to it because was diabetes runs in my family. Yeah, it and was And I brutal. fucking love sugar. <laughs> yeah, listen, and I smoke a lot of weed, and when you're high, nobody's oh. like, hey, where are the almonds? No. No, they're not. You know, like, I would love some cashews, not roasted you know or great? salted. You know what's great? Raisin bran. Yeah, it's good, but it when you're high, makes me shit forever. Oh uh, no, that's the perfect part. Jacob I got a Wolf's here. Hey, so we're, plug your thing, and we're gonna. Oh, it comes out the 16th live at Third Man, uh, Billy Wayne Davis. It's a vinyl record. I think it'll be on iTunes, but you should get the vinyl. How it's bad really it's cool. right now? Not as it, it probably worse than it looks. Um, it looks pretty bad. It does. It it's you have a, a little you have pain. a serious Robert Duvall squint going right now. <laughs> I love Robert. Duvall. <laughs> uh, uh, where can they get it? Uh, at the go to thirdmanrecords.com, thirdmanstore.com. It'll be just type it, or you just type in Billy Wayne Davis, Third Man uh, Records on now, Google. Now, Third Man, did you name it that because that's how you like to roll in the bedroom? Uh, yeah, I always like a, a like a third man, like me, another man, and then a third then man, a third man, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. maybe a woman, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we it, had a good time. Yes. God damn. Thank you for having me. We should thank do you anytime much. you need a fucking dude. I know where you live now. I'll yeah, go park on the, the other street. I'll be the third man. All yes. right, rock and roll. See you guys. Love you, man.